You want me to start it? Yes. Welcome back to the afternoon squeeze. <laughs> Woo! We took a week off. <laughs> this is Brittany Free and with my long distance co-host. Nate Jackson, what up? Oh, why are you being all chill? Nate Jackson, what up? If I knew how to use these buttons, I would. Well, don't try to learn now. Well, okay, so I pushed it, and then it went, does that mean it played? I mean, yes, but it also means that the the level that controls how loud it plays is down all the way. Did you hear it? Yes, I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop me now. All right. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so Nate is out of town. Do you want to say where you are? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you want to like keep it a secret. Like, oh, I guess it's gonna come. I'm out in after. Detroit, Michigan. I'm in Detroit, Michigan. Are you having fun? I'm having a good time. Good. I didn't realize that Detroit had like a special food. You and me both. So I'm learning um, Detroit customs. So they're big on corned beef hashed, fried cabbage, and pimping. That's not food, or is it? Depends on what your appetite is. <laughs> Are there why corn? Wait, corned beef hash? Corned yeah. beef. I don't know about the hash part. Uh, why is that? Do they have like some sort of uh, Irish cult? Is that Irish? Irish culture? Uh, I think corned beef is an Irish thing, but it's like black people be, you know. Yeah, but see, this is the last stop on the Underground Railroad, so black people came here, and they're like, "Oh, okay, y'all eat corned beef, bet we're gonna do that. We're gonna wrap it in with some pork and some other slave shit." Damn. Yeah, we're gonna put some some spices. (laughs) (laughs) You just need a little something. Yeah. (laughs) It's a bunch of runaway niggas getting used to what they already do here. So they still eat the corn hats, corn beef. So it's a sandwich. It's it's just corn beef. You could put it on a sandwich. Oh. But weren't when you were on DoorDash, wasn't it like a sandwich that like everyone was? No, no, on DoorDash it was there was a a whole area called Coney Island, which I thought was in New York. Same. So apparently there's a Coney Island in Detroit and it's a bunch of restaurants. Bunch of food, okay. Chili dogs and corn, corn beef, everything. Corn beef. Okay, chili, chili cheese fries, just a bunch of just terrible food, and it all just says Coney right before the name. Okay, and so my coworker was telling me that like there could be like fifty different Coneys, but they're not all good. They don't do their corn beef the same everywhere. So you just have to like it's a matter of finding the best one or the one that you like how it's cooked. Well, I had homemade Coney beef. A uh, home homemade corned beef, Did, and it was slapping like a pissed off Detroit pimp. Okay, is that where the pimping comes from? No, the pimping comes from how smooth these niggas be pulling these hoes out here and making them sell their body for money. Okay, actual hoes. Okay, 
actual pimping. Okay. Well, that's great. I'm glad you're having fun. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. <laughs> Did you hear about the good news, though? What's the good news? It seems like Rihanna, the artist, is coming out of retirement for the Super Bowl this year. Um, did Rihanna retire or just? just <laughs> it's all delayed. <laughs> I guess you're happy about that. Huh? Yeah. Okay. First of all, if you're a Rihanna fan, you've been waiting for some music for years. Even though she dropped like nine albums back to back, like we're still looking for some music, and now she want to be a fucking mogul, a billionaire, baddie, and a mother. But still, we're looking for music. And so this is going to be fun. You know, she's going to be doing all her little bops. And everyone's anticipating that she might slide an unreleased track at the end or something. Hopeful wishing. I don't know if it'll be at the end. If I was her, I would do it like second. Really? Why? So it'd I be hit like everybody a in the mouth with a classic. Get everybody in the mouth with a classic. Then hit them with a new joint. Then go back to the classic. Yeah, because what if it don't hit? Then you could be like, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, here. Do, let's do this song. I mean, oh, nah, whatever nah. song she does, if it's, a, yeah, so if it's brand new, it's going to be something with hella features. That way, a lot of people can come on stage with her. Mm. Ooh, I didn't even think about the features, but I think it's going to be sexy. It's going to be, ooh, it better be something like her, her Fenty, um, Runway shows that she has on Amazon. It's all inclusive. You know, gonna, you know it is. She's going to be wearing, they're going to have a whole bunch of women up there wearing the lingerie that they can wear. Uh huh. Uh huh. So it's going to be like a double whammy. She's going to promo her brand and do her music. And there's going to be people getting makeovers on stage. Mm hmm. Yep. Introducing this new um, Fenty Skin product. With your nighttime outfit and your favorite songs. I'm excited. And everybody, and everybody's going to be wearing bundles. You think so? No, she's all inclusive. Yeah, because she's getting into the hair business. There's, oh, really? I was about to say, there'd yeah, be some ball headed hoes, too. Well, she put in a trademark for Fenty hair. That's how everybody knows she's about to start going into the bundle business. Oh, shit. Hmm. It's going to be ponytails everywhere. Right. Ooh, that's exciting. If she was smart, she would start selling outfits so she can just corner the market from uh what's that what's that place everybody be going? For where? all the women wearing the same clothes. Like Fashion Nova? Yeah, that should be Rihanna's brand. But she has clothes, I think, on Fenty. See, Fashion Nova is cool, but, you know, there's some controversy with fast fashion, you know? I don't know. If right, but she can, she can get in there and say, this is fast high fashion. Mm. This is Fenty Fits. Maybe. Or she could just stick with her brand. She's already expanding it. That's why I'm talking about potential for opening it up. I want to know if she's going to let Beyonce come out there with her. Let her? draw a line. <laughs> Bitch, you had yeah, your own Super Bowl, Super Bowl show. Yeah, but so the artists that do the Super Bowl, they don't make money. So they're anything that's special for their show, they invested themselves. Like right. the weekend put $10 million up. But what's that to a billionaire? What's 50 grand right, to a motherfucker like me? Can you please remind me? What's he say? 
that's what that's what that's the bar. <laughs> I want to see what Rihanna gonna have. Is she a billionaire? She can act up. Yeah, she can. And she could so fifty million. That's why she got to promote all her other stuff so she can make her money back. That part. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm excited about that. I don't know if you were, but that I definitely be. I feel like I'm always forced to watch the Super Bowl because I don't care nothing about sports. But then, like, the halftime show sometimes is exciting, and that's going to be exciting. Okay. I have a topic about sports we can segue to if you'd like. Okay. Okay, so the Denver Broncos have Jerry Judy. Okay, now that you got the Jamaican air horn button, you're going hard. (laughs) So Jerry Judy is a wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. Right, Russell Wilson's new team. Okay, uh, he came over from from Alabama. He's a very highly recruited player, uh, doing very well. Well, they they won their last game, but they struggled a little bit. And so Shannon Sharp, who is a talking head on Sports Center and multiple shows, he's a former he's a former Denver Bronco. So they let him come on television and do broadcasts, and and he like doesn't hold back like he talks he talks shit like during the game like he should have had that that player didn't try like that kind of like stuff that stuff you've never seen in seattle football like nobody was just live broadcasting and being a skeptic oh he's in seattle sharp no but i'm saying when like that's that's my team seattle seahawks so and i'd imagine most of our audience is seahawks fans we haven't had somebody just on air talking shit about the players during the game. Like, okay. we just haven't. Mm-hmm. And th- there's a lot of markets in which that's a normal thing. Well, Shannon Sharp is out there in Denver, and he's talking shit, okay? So Jerry Judy clapped back at him, and he said, you talking all that shit, basically. I'm just going to paraphrase. He said, you talking all that smack during the game, but your breath smells like poop. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> That's so childish. <laughs> and he took, his, <laughs> he, took, he took the tweet down later and was like, I'm going to let Shannon get this W. Here's what it is. Wait. I need to know what he said word for word. Shannon, he said poop. You look at Shannon Sharp. I said poop, but he said something <laughs> like poop. But if you look at Shannon Sharp, he looked like his breath stank. And you know what? Pete, there, that is a look. Like you just, ooh, I just know their breath stink. Like Waka Flocka, he looks like his breath, his breath stinks. Waka Flocka. Yeah. You don't think so? Okay. No, I would say like George Wallace looks like his breath stinks. I don't know who George Wallace is. I'm trying to find this tweet. Can you tell me exactly like what Joe he Biden? Said? Joe Biden <laughs> looks like his breath stinks. Yeah. <laughs> I just looked up George Wallace. <laughs> Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ew, like this. Ew. <laughs> oh my gosh! I can't handle the mouth sounds. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry to everybody, but that is hilarious. So, like, he didn't even really have a good comeback. He was just like, "Yeah, well, your mom, like, just like a, a childish ass comeback." It, but it's funny though. Yeah, that and is. <laughs> he, he ended up taking it down because. Um, you know, he ended up taking it down because people were like, come on, fam. Everybody knows Shannon Breast Stank, man. We don't be saying nothing. <laughs> so this is the story. It says, it says, Jerry Judy claps back at Shannon Sharp following his in-game commentary. 
since Jerry Judy wasn't interested in hearing any criticisms from anyone after the Broncos got a victory on Saturday night, not even from Denver legend Shannon Sharp. During the game, Shannon Sharp grew frustrated with the state of the Broncos' offense, specifically Judy's catching ability, and took to Twitter to let the world know. So he says, quote, Judy does all this route running in the offseason and can't catch a fucking pass, end quote. Afterwards, Jerry Judy responded to Sharp with a wild clapback. Here it is. He says, and you be doing all that talking during the season while your breath be smelling like your ass. Oh. Hashtag big wins. <laughs> I wish he would have said smells like poop. Tweet. <laughs> no, you see, your breath smell like your ass. Oh, my gosh. But then the fact that everyone's like, come on, man. We already know his breath stink. Like, confirm me that his breath smells like ass. Not like chill, chill, chill. Like, don't take it personal. Right. <laughs> but they're calling it, um, they said Jerry Judy brutally wrote Shannon Sharp. So whoever wrote, some of the stories have different tones. Like, you can tell who has smelled Shannon Sharp's breath based <laughs> on how they did the story. What? So if they say brutally, they smelt that breath before. Yeah, they're like, you need to go brush your tongue. But like, if they just say, oh, wild clap back. Well, you ain't never smelt that shit before. Yeah, if you're just like, oh, Jerry Judy said something back to Shannon Sharp. You, like, you're not thinking how hard it hit. Yeah. But if you've smelled it, you're like, woo, that's brutal. <laughs> so... And then it was a post and delete. Yeah, he deleted it. But here's what I think is interesting. I think think the Broncos are going to have some issues, right? Because Russell, they paid a lot of money to get Russell from the Seahawks. And Russell left because of coaching issues. But he's 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 never been scrutinized on the field like this. Like his whole time in Seattle... We just rocked with him because he we saw him king. pull off so many miracles. Yeah. Right. So nobody. So if he had three bad quarters, nobody said nothing because he was pulling them out in the fourth quarter. He's in Denver, and they are talking about it play by play, running him through the mud. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? It's got to be bad for so the ego. I think, well, not only that, I just think based on how sensitive Russell has proven to be in the past, yes, he gives all honor to God and he just appreciates the game. But I think having live play by play shit getting talked is going to, affect uh, whether or not he likes playing for the Broncos or being in that city overall. And what team did you say Jerry was on? He's also there on the Broncos? Yeah, everybody I'm talking about is on the Broncos. Okay. So, it's just that Shannon Sharp is retired and he's like a Hall of Famer. Okay. And he keeps beefing. Shannon Sharp was beefing with um, DK Metcalf on the Seahawks last year. Where he was like, Something like you need to show more effort on the field or something. And DK was like, first of all, and I'll wash you, old nigga. Damn. Something like that. Making up after that. But yeah. Do you think it's real? Like, people are just, is he being too harsh? Or are they being a little too sensitive? Or is it all just for show, just to get ratings? Um, I think it's all three. To be honest with you, I think Shannon Sharp's being Shannon Sharp. I think the players are sensitive about their shit. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody's tuning in to watch what he's going to say next. Maybe, There's yeah. a reason they put him back on the broadcast. He'd be literally at home watching a game with a headset on. Like, he's not even in studio. Like he's playing just a, a video play. game. He'd be on FaceTime oh. on national television. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> what, um, is anybody else as harsh as he is? 
Um, sometimes the Manning brothers can be harsh, but they do it with respect to the position of quarterback. So it's just like, you know, he needed to get that ball out faster than that. He needed this, he needed that. Shannon Sharp be saying stuff like, all that route running, and you can't catch a fucking pass. Like, it's a different type of shit. Yeah. And Shannon Sharp, he was good when he played? Yes, definitely. But Shannon Sharp talks shit like, like they can't whoop him. That's a different type of shit talk. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, like, like you might be a hater. You might say something. Yeah. But, like, if you think the person you talk about might might catch your ass, uh-huh. might slide you, you're going to talk with a little bit more respect. Shannon Sharp be like, man, fuck these little young niggas. Like, and you can see it <laughs> in the messaging. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, I could see how he'd rile up some people. He'd be on TV like, if they score a touchdown right here, I'm going to finish this whole bottle of Hennessy right now. Like, that's how he'd be what? talking. What? <laughs> <laughs> got my Hennessy. I got my Black and Milds. I got my apple juice. He'd be on national TV here. like that. Yes. Good. He'd be talking with the Black and Mild, and he'd no. be talking with the Black and Mild. Oh, this a good play right here, baby. Yeah, yeah, don't this is about, somebody's baby. Instagram live. How is he on? <laughs> how is he on TV? They got a live feed. Long as he doesn't cuss, they keep him playing. That's hilarious. Okay. Well. What else? Champ? Chess champ? Well, I thought you were going to explain what Drake, whatever that is. I see a story in here about Drake. Okay, so I don't know a lot, but I was going to ask you, like, so do you know who Ice Spice is? Because everyone's been, I only heard about this artist because of the story, but then her song, I guess, has been uh, trending. Talking about Munch. No. Oh, you thought it was filling you? You know that song? Ice Spice? Yeah. Little light skin with red what, curly hair. What's she talking about? Tell me like I don't know, because I don't. Well, I hardly know. But anywho, the story is, is that she got flewed out by Drake to OVO Fest. There's a picture of them together. And um, after the show, he unfollowed her. <laughs> so... He unfollowed her? Yes. You know how those Instagram investigators be showing the screenshots of his account and looking through the followers and searching for her name, and it's, like, not available. He's not following her anymore. So there's an interview after, like, hey, how was it when Drake flew you out to the show? She's like, it was great. She had nothing but nice things to say. But I guess the assumption is is that he flew her out, maybe had some expectations that she didn't follow through on, and so he unfollowed her. Oh, really? That's what people are assuming. Do you think that's fair? Does he run his social media? That what? No, I think what's fair? Like, if you if uh, somebody was to fly another person out with expectations and the other person is not comfortable with following through with that, to like be salty afterwards, whether it's like sending them home or kicking them out of the hotel or unfollowing them. Uh, yeah, should have. She should have knew what time it was. Really, it, like you, you can't just come through like as a homie or like as a mentor. Yeah, or... but they need, sure, but they need to have that conversation leading up to it. Right. So is that on her? What if like he's assuming something and they don't talk about it? She's like, oh, whoa, that's not what I came out here for. I mean, we're definitely assuming that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. We don't even know. Right. She could she could have stole something out of his house. He's like, hell no, nah, I'm follow. 
And then you ask her how it went. She's like, oh, it was lit. <laughs> <laughs> I came up. <laughs> right. I'm up. OVO that, nigga. Oh, no. I don't know. I feel like at his old age, he'd be tired of flying people out. Or maybe. Nah. Gotta, how? That's no big deal. That's like, yo, it's going down this weekend. You should, you should slide. I got you. Text me your information. I think so. I just feel like. When you got that much money, he has his own plane. Blued out is different when you could be like, yo, go pick her up. But the, I guess not so much the flight um, getting flued out part, but, you know, just dating a lot randomly. Dating? That's the word you want to use? <laughs> Isn't, is it not? Is it not? I don't think we're talking about dating. It's not a date? You tell me what it is. I'm, sure there's, a, a I'm sure there's a date vibe. Like, you're not going to just fly out just to fuck. Don't you no, think there might to, be a dinner? You. You're trying to talk way too careful. You're talking about some expectations. What kind of expectations did you think he was let down on? Fucking. Okay, well, say that then. So you think he flew her out to get some yams and she wasn't with the shit? And so then he was like, unfollow. That is the assumption. Is he wrong for that? If you don't want to look at her no more. That's what I'm asking you. Nah, I already told you I'm okay with that. He like he she on there, he, he has she, the right she to feel the way he shit. Yeah, everybody in the situation can feel however they want to feel. If she was supposed to come, if she was supposed to come bust down and did it, then can be mad when he's like unfollow. If anything, what what did she, what did he do other than put more attention on her? Yeah, because honestly, I didn't know. I I don't even. I kept hearing people like sing the song, but I didn't know. I never heard the song. I didn't know who the girl was. And then this story well, came out. Well, right. We just got to do a little bit more research so we know what we're talking about. Because I don't know. I don't know who Ice Spice is. I thought that was a cologne. Is it? It probably is. Hmm. So I'll jump into the next story. So the next story, <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, you caught it late. The I next didn't know story what Rimshot was. was that, um, but you press it out of curiosity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should have got a real rim shot in real life. Wait, what? Don't worry about it. So listen, <laughs> what I learned this today in doing research about this story. I didn't realize that um, Bree Tisi, who was Nick Cannon's, one of his baby's moms, is Johnny Manziel's ex-wife. I don't know any of those people except for Nick Cannon. Okay, well, Johnny Manziel is a superstar football player that oh, didn't kind of pan out once he got to the NFL. And uh, But if you're in the world of college sports and even some NFL sports, you would know Johnny Manziel's name because he was like, he was like a bad boy. Right, and he played for the Cleveland Browns. Yes, and like pretty much squandered the opportunity. Like he's the kind of guy that would like win a game and then go – get a DUI. Right, when he was at Texas A&M University. Hilarious. So you're doing some research right now? <laughs> I just Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like they, well, recent, they were recently divorced. Texas A&M, 
Yes. When we was at Texas A&M University, he was he was so good at that level of football that like they called him Johnny Football. Wow. Like the city, he was like he was like a he was just like super famous. Like he couldn't go anywhere in town. Like he was just nuts. So anyway, I didn't know that that was his ex-wife. So she went on on Twitter and she shared uh, that she was she was exhausted because she hadn't virtually gotten any sleep in the last three days because the baby wasn't sleeping very well. And then somebody wrote her and said, well, why don't you get a night nurse to help you with the baby? Mm-hmm. And then she said, who, who going to pay for that? Uh- and then the person wrote back, uh, how about you ask Nick? And then that triggered her and she just went off. Like Nick is my baby's father. No more, no less. I don't need any advice from you. I'm doing this my way. Like she's like, I didn't even say anything that would require a nurse. I just said that I'm tired. And she's like, this is normal. This is normal for where we're at right now. Like my child is hungry. I have to wake up to the night and breastfeed and things like that. And uh, she's like, and, and the person was just like, you Damn, shouldn't have to do sis. none of that. <laughs> Based on who the baby daddy is, you shouldn't have to do none of that. Right. That's what she was saying. But she went off. It's kind of tough when, like, what do you, she, okay, I'm sure she's going through a lot. Being a mother sounds exhausting, regardless if you have the financial means to get a night nurse or whatever, or you're just trying to do it on your own. But when you're posting shit online, you have to expect that there's going to be some responses. And that doesn't even seem like it was being, like, mean, or nasty like it seemed like it was a genuine suggestion right so she must be uh, there must be something else going on more than just sleep deprived i don't know about that but i do know that the reason why i wanted to talk about the story was because this is the first time i'm hearing of anything related to nick and his baby moms and all that where there could potentially be some type of you know, some type of turbulence. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, they could. And they all get along. Yeah. And they do all get along. I mean, there's so many of them that like, I'm sure some of the other ones can call and give her advice. Oh girl, what you got to do is hold the baby upside down. But there's a lot of celebrity men who have multiple baby moms and they don't all get along. So like for him to be able to find all the, ones that are able to understand whatever the fuck he's trying to do. Um, they said, they, somebody told me that because of lupus being his disease, he's prone to his kidneys going out. Did I send you that TikTok? And he sent me a story. I was gonna, somebody had told me that right before you sent it. And um, the lady was like, he is having children to harvest them for organs. Bro, why every time I be like, yeah, didn't I send you that video? You always be like, somebody told me this already before you sent it to me. You never want to be like, yeah, you told me that. Because you weren't because you weren't first. You, you always were, do you that. Are, I don't care. If oh, you're, you're first, back on the video. I'll acknowledge it. This is the first time I heard about Drake Ice Spice. Congratulations. Okay. But yeah. You want me to act like I didn't know about the Rihanna halftime thing? Like it wasn't everywhere? And a lot of times for the for Nate Nate Jackson Daily, I'd be seeing stories, but somebody told me like, "Oh, he's he's trying to harvest intestines or harvest guts from his kids." Shit, I mean that's a very dark theory, but like, mm, he harvested wilding out. 
when you're um when you got hella money i don't know i feel like that might just be a different breed of people in that tax bracket he harvested while and out i don't know what that means um share with the class It's uh, Wild and Out was a Wild and Out was a was the name that Nick gave the live improv version of what was a um, um, improv comedy troupe from from Detroit called The Other Level. It was Joe Blunt, T Ward, Spanky Hayes, and Howie Bell, and they would perform live. During shows in Hollywood, they perform during during theater shows. They perform at the at the uh, the comedy store, and they would come up and do all these dope improv sketches and stuff. And when Nick was a young comic at like sixteen, he used to go to those shows. And then part of the Wildin' Out pitch was a few of the games that Another Level used to play, uh, the other level. So, so it's harvested. Harvested. That sounds like stealing. Does it? <laughs> that sounds like he's seen something that somebody else was doing, stole the idea, and sold it to whoever the fuck MTV is. Uh, some con- Who are they? MTV? Wilding Out? Viacom? Viacom. Um, well, I guess that is kind of like stealing kidneys. Hmm. Well, it's dark. I think there's similarity. It's um, dark, but that's what people are saying. And all for monies. Gee, mm-hmm. I guess the baby mom is also going to be on the sixth season of Selling, Suns- Selling Sunset. I didn't realize there were six seasons. Jeez, no. That can't be right. I feel like there might be five. Seasons hmm. of what? Selling Sunset. That'd be cute. Maybe. Okay, but... Oh. Okay, yeah. While you were talking about that... that oh, Speaking yeah, of butts... What? Butts. I can tell you... I can... Speaking of butts... Speaking So of there's butts. a chess... There's a chess champion that got accused of cheating. And when they play chess, they take it very serious. And they like put them through metal detectors and make sure they have no cheating devices or anything that could tell them what move to make or what position to do or anything that gives them an advantage. But at those levels, there's like a lot of money, a lot of clout, a lot of a lot's invested. So it's not uh, it's not too crazy to consider the following story. Um, there's a guy, a chess champion, who was beating people. And he has been accused of having anal beads, uh, obviously, in his butt. What? And the anal beads would prompt him what moves to make. How? Uh, based on a software that, like, analyzed what he was doing in the game. And then if he touched a piece, it would, like, buzz once. Like, this is not that one. What? Who's alerting yeah. him? Like a computer system knows the moves or is like somebody watching from a distance? I don't know, but honestly, if he's going to those lanes, just let him win. Nah, it must've been something that made somebody go, 
how come every time before he makes his move, he twerks or whatever it was, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that- so they're like, we scanned him. And obviously, this is a cheating apparatus that has been used before because people weren't like, wait, what? People were like, oh, yeah, yeah, the anal bead 3000 chest. Nah, he got like, booty beads. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ow. Like, he wanted to win that bad. Unless he uses anal beads, like, um, often that it may not bother him enough to just be sitting. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. The, I feel like that would hurt. Do anal beads hurt? I don't. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it would. I don't know if they do for sure, but, like, ooh. And then it's, like, buzzing. I guess it was just, like, like letting them know what move to make. Oh, my gosh. That's so you think based on the level based on the level of dedication that somebody shows to cheating that you're like let's just let them let's just let them pass. This is the first time I he, heard he of did a lot. Yeah, this is the first time I heard of that. I feel like that's genius. Like, but this you said like if you took the SAT and they checked your whole body and then like it's multiple choice and every time you like hovered over the right letter it's like. Because you know how they say, like, there's not just one way to get to the finish line. He took a little bit of a detour, but he got there. Yeah, he went ass backwards. Facts. <laughs> it's a little bit different than most are used to, but he went through the back door. I'm waiting for you to press. There you go. I'm waiting. I'm Sorry, like, I'm delayed. <laughs> okay. You got the button. Let's do you want to end on a dark note? Dark note? Yeah. Um, we have another story. Yeah, that's what I was gonna end on. Oh, that's a dark note? It is dark. The bur- the murder? No, I don't see a story about a murder. I was gonna talk about the comedian that was on Carnival Cruise Lines um saying nigga multiple times. Oh, I feel like that's a good um pick me up after. Okay, well, that's the story that'll come in next, guys. Here's the next story. Um, Diary of a Wimpy... What is it called? Diary of a Wimpy White Kid? No. What's it's it Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at his face, though, he looks like a, a Wimpy White Kid. I don't know why you're like this. <laughs> So Ryan Grantham, uh, he was on Diary of a Wimpy Kid, which um, I think that was after my time. I didn't watch that. But um, I did watch Riverdale, like the first two seasons, and I guess he was on that. But he's a Canadian actor, and I believe he's 21 right now. And he, yep, he's 21, and he has just been sentenced to life in prison after he pled guilty to killing his mother in 2020. And he went, like, on a rampage, kind of. Like, he shot his mother while she was playing the piano. The story doesn't say why. But after, he loaded up his car with three firearms. He had some Molotov cocktails. Is that how you say it? Yeah. And camping supplies, ammunition. Like, he was ready. And he was going to the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's house. Oh, he's Canadian? Yeah. 
So then okay. he that that was the plan. He was going to go kill him. And at some point, he turned the car around and changed his mind. And then he was like, nope, let's do a school shooting. And he was going to go to Simon Fraser University, where he attends and was about to have a mass shooting or some shit. Kill a hell of people there. My God. Yeah. And then... So then how did he get... He, 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 how, did, how, did this, how did he get caught then? <laughs> well, something changed his mind. It was like, you know what? fuck this it's too much work and then he just went to vancouver police and told them he confessed to killing his mother and so they took him to custody mm. and the thing is he will be eligible i think for i know parole. what happened well let me just say this real quick he's gonna be eligible for parole after serving 14 years yeah i think i know what happened okay tell me he wimped out There we go. But yeah, because maybe it's just like, you know what? It sounded cool when I was at home listening to whatever the fuck music. And now that I'm here, nah. Well, I was at home listening to whatever the fuck music. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't know what He's kind of music. listening to his mom play the piano. <laughs> maybe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he said, if you play. If you play one more time, bitch. Oh, I thought that was musical. Why Why would you do that? It just said trombones. I thought that was music. It was a trombone. He said, play chopsticks one more time, bitch. I swear to God. (laughs) And this shit is over. Right. And it was over. So, damn. And then he said, fuck Mary and her little lamb. And it, yeah, I don't, I just can't believe. And then he told them, yeah, I don't know. So thankfully he did not make it to that school to take everybody out. Cause that's the last thing we need is a, a school shooting. Another one. Right. So, yeah, that's the, that's the silver lining. That's my dark Maybe story. that's what turned him in. That's crazy. Well, um, the story I was talking about before I alluded to by basically saying the entire headline is that Carnival Cruise Lines is under uh, is in trouble right now and definitely the talent. But there's a um, there's a comic uh, on the cruise lines that was on there saying nigga uh, multiple times during his set and uh, a patron on the cruise came and caught it. And she tried to film it and catch it, but she didn't. So this is what it said on TMZ. It says, comedian blasted, then fired after using the N-word during a set on a carnival cruise. And those are really nice comedy clubs on the carnival cruises. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's called the Headliner Comedy Club, and they're really nice. So it says, a white comedian is in hot water after being accused of using the N-word multiple times during his performance on a carnival cruise. A woman who was a passenger on the ship posted a short clip of TikTok's last week, of his TikTok last on TikTok last week, that's since gone viral, showing comedian Rob O'Reilly. Rob O'Reilly. Rob O'Reilly. parts. Yeah, Rob O'Reilly. He was on stage, but the video itself isn't what's upsetting. So what's upsetting is, it says on the, on the TikTok, um, this is by uh, a lady named V. Pamela Freelo. 
and uh, Frilo is F R I L O T. She says, "So on Carnival Cruise, so I'm on Carnival Cruise right now, and they are perfectly fine hiring someone who uses the N word multiple times in his show. And when the issue was raised, he said, and I quote, if you're offended, get the fuck out.' Oh, I thought he was gonna say, "Nigga, fuck you." <laughs> You should have just said it again. So, okay. Was the patron who complained, is she black? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And is he? So then they... No. <gasps> O'Reilly? No. I don't know. Y'all um in Detroit eating corned beef? I don't know. The first thing I said was, oh, white comedians in hot water. Oh, I didn't hear that part. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I don't know how you got on headphones. <laughs> Check it out, though. So... It says he has quite the resume up to this point. He's appeared on Last Comic Standing, America's Got Talent, and he was a correspondent for The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. And then they shared some of his old tweets, and this is where the racism really kicks off. He says, when I look at my, he says, when I look at my fellow man, I don't think that guy's black or that guy's Puerto Rican. I think that guy's a felon. That's one tweet. Then he has another one, and he says, for me, people are like ski slopes. I'm scared of the black ones. Then Wait, he says, "What's a black uh, ski slope? Is that like black ice?" We'll just we'll just leave that to the people that ski. Okay. So then he says, "Did you know one in fifteen black men have HIV? That's pretty insane. That's a pretty insane statistic. Every NBA team probably has one dude with AIDS." How, wait, how does this said, guy work? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, these are from over time. So the first one was from 2010. The second one was from 2013. The third one that I just read, I apparently I read them out of order, was from 2011. And this this next one is from Thanksgiving Day. Um, uh, and he says, today, every store acts like a crackhead broke in. <gasps> Come at 4 a.m. and buy a TV half off. Guess that's why they call it Black Friday. Oh my gosh. Then this was just last year, this past Thanksgiving? This was Thanksgiving in 2011. I had just said that too. Oh. So guys, please excuse me. I didn't I didn't realize he said he was a white comedian. Yeah. And also all of these tweets are old. How come they haven't resurfaced and he has jobs like America's Got Talent or whatever the fuck you you just ran down his resume and it seemed pretty impressive. How the fuck is he still working? Why is it taking this just recently on a cruise ship for this to unsurface when shit like Kevin well, Hart stuff know. is being scrutinized? I mean, that's the thing. Like, he doesn't have enough exposure for people to be like, yo, what? That's one. Two, I don't know the jokes. Like, if the joke has an N-word in it in a, in a, in a way that the joke takes precedence over the use of the actual word, then I think that that affects whether or not it's it's humor, mm, um, but I don't that know. Me- that message may have been, yeah, for sure. I've seen people say "nigga" on stage, and it was in a written in a masterful, masterful joke, and I was like, "All right, got it." Then I've seen like uh, Michael, what you call it from Seinfeld, Kramer, him go off, and he's just like, "It's a nigga, it's a nigga in the crowd." But his was like a meltdown, no? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's and like he hasn't he hasn't worked he has not worked since. Right. So this is 
So now it's it's all it's a picture that I'm under because I was like, is it a black comedian? Because that doesn't even make any sense. What? <laughs> of course, no, it's, it's a black lady shit. going to a comedy club on the boat, and then like the comic is up there just like nigga this nigga that nigga this nigga that. And she's probably looking around like, y'all don't hear this shit. Yeah, so she just went on TikTok, and then they were like, "Excuse me, no cell phones." Why? Because y'all don't want me to expose y'all ass. That's crazy. And for it to be on a cruise ship, you think it'd be. I mean, depending on what type, I would feel like it'd be a little bit more family friendly, kind of like not so vulgar or explicit. No, it would depend. No, it depends because they have it's a full comedy show, so like full comedy club, so they have like a late show. They're like, this is a dirty show. Okay. You know? Yeah, I never been on a cruise ship. Hmm. Aren't you seasick? What? Don't you get seasick? No, that's not, that's why we went on the boat. I was like, I don't know if I get seasick. Oh, okay. That's why I well, said. That's why I had said. I don't get seasick. I get vertigo. You know what that is? Mm, when you feel like you're moving, but you're not, or something, or is that what it is? Yeah. So you, when you're on the boat, you're going back and forth so much mm-hmm. that your body starts to get acclimated to it so when you're on a cruise and you see them like maybe on the fourth or fifth day you'll see people walking down the halls and everybody looks like they're just walking regular but if you look out the window you see that the whole boat is like this and everybody's still just walking regular because you get used to it your body acclimates oh i don't like that so then when the boat when the boat docks and you get back on solid land and you start walking you're like expecting to offset what the boat was just doing is that why you say you can sit over the um the engine on the plane or is that different or the wing? Um, I don't. I don't know what that is, but I do know that um, I tried it again, and it's it's a fact. And the flight attendant was like, "I've never heard anything like that." I was like, "Well, player, I'll sit here, and then if I start to feel sick or whatever, you, I'll let you know." And we took off. And so this is what she's talking about. Is I don't know if it's, it's it, I don't know if it's vertigo. If it's uh, I think there's another word for it. it but all as the engines are. Re- all the engines are revving and they, you know, they're all centri- centrifugating, centrifugal force, whatever. Like they generate energy, right? It's a, it, it's, it's a fact that like they generate energy and whatever that is, that vibration or whatever, if I lean against the plane in a window seat over the engine, it makes me sick. And it takes a little while. Like I'll wake up out of my sleep. Yeah. Like I can be asleep and I just get up like, Oh, what? I gotta get, I gotta get on a move. And so one time I threw up on the plane from that and I, and I don't, that's, that's not a thing that I normally do. So, I yeah, it made me throw up. Dang. Mm-hmm. I wish you would have thrown yeah, up. Yeah, it was her. crazy. Like, don't question me. On who? On the lady this time. I never oh, heard of that. Lady. Did she say it like kindly yeah. or like a bitch? It was a guy. Oh, oops. Oops. <laughs> he just made it a lady. Oh my gosh, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just assumed because you said flight attendant that it was a woman. That's rude. Oh, what? I said sorry. Uh. No, I'm calling that. myself you out. Be on me. I'm no, calling myself that. out. I, I do. I don't. I do so be on you. I can, <laughs> I can. I can. I can have my little moment. Look at you. You didn't. Little <laughs> <laughs> man, come on, man. Hey, that's a good one. I say something. I don't even know what that is, but I'm glad long. that I get to point. You gonna stop talking over me? I get to say something. You always be. 
you always be acting like I'm this uh, gender, like I'm like I'm like I gotta get better at that. And look at you, thought the flight attendant was a woman. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The pilot came out and was like, "Y'all need to chill out." Okay, were y'all fighting? Did y'all? It was get a girl loud? pilot. Oh, you thought I was gonna say, "Oh, what did? Why did he come out?" Nah. nah, you said were y'all fighting? Like, did he need to come out? Were y'all fighting? Like, like, like the lady pilot was gonna break it up. No, don't be trying to twist it. Because I was very careful. I'm not gonna fall into this little trap. Oh, I'm about to fall in this little trap. Yeah, it's not about traps. It's just that like, sometimes there's some verbal um, sliding doors that you walk into. Mm, oh. Do yeah. I? You'd be like, pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I don't even catch it. You have to literally be like, hey, wait. Let's take a, let's go back a few seconds. Let's not look and then I watch you, And then I watch you process everything that was just said. You're like, hmm, okay. Mm. No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ah. Uh, by then, not even funny no more. <laughs> Good. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that was great. All right, Thank well, that you. was all the stories that I had. Yeah, I feel like okay. This was like a lightning round. We did good. This is only forty nine minutes, and we went through all of our topics. We got hella topics. We did good today. Okay, bang, 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 bang. Okay, I got some good news. Kinda, it's not. It hasn't happened yet, but I'd like to share this so that anyone who's listening, if you're a praying person, you can add this to your prayers a little bit so we can have some yeah, something to hope vibes. towards. Yeah. So Marcus King called me and Marcus King is a famous, a um, famous manager in Hollywood. Um, and he had a, he had a very, very, very famous client that stepped away from doing stand up comedy to pursue acting and music. And now that client is looking to get back into stand up comedy. And so oh. he called me and he's like, oh. we need to talk about, we need to talk about having this person come to your spot. You know, uh, we're everyone's club. family here to my comedy club, super funny comedy club.com. And, um, I said, okay. And, and then, so we were talking about it and then we had an initial conversation and he called me back for a different initial conversation. And then today he called and like, we were like picking dates and he's just like, just hold those. Let me know. And then I'll let you know if they work on our end. And like, that's pretty much the last step before they're like, lock it in. All right. And so it, it sounds like it's going to happen. And I'm hoping that it does. My fingers are crossed. Toes are crossed. I literally just crossed my toes. And uh, and I'm sending up extra lines in prayer. Um, I know there's a lot going on in the world and other things that we could pray for. I just ask that you add us to it. Don't do it instead. But if it happens, we will have Jamie Foxx at the Super Funny Comedy Club. Oh, in Tacoma, Washington. I was going to say, we should have him guess. Because those are some good clues. They were, guessing, they were guessing the whole time. That's why I said it that way. That's amazing. That's going to be fun. If I get it to happen, yeah. Because I wonder what kind of what kind of set does he do? Have you seen him do a set? Jamie does, Jamie, yeah, Jamie sings. He does. Um, he it's tells crazy. regular jokes. He talks about life experiences, like how he talked about Africa. <laughs> I love and how then, you leaned and in. Then, and, <laughs> and then he does hella, um, well, they can't see that, but he does hella impressions, too. He has a really good Joe Biden impression that he does, and he has a great Donald Trump impression. Oh, so he man. could get political. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be it, 
it's going to be fantastic as he just, you know, he's working on this next hour so he can, he can get out there. I'm sure he's looking at all these comics taking over and hitting the road and comedy being back in the forefront of entertainment. He's like, man, hold up, man. Everyone's saying who the greatest is. And I, let me pick my hat back up and get back out here. Right. And somebody mentioned on one of our posts that when you were talking about comedians who can sing that you left out Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And then other thing that's going to happen, me and Brittany are going to have a a baby and we're going to be a family and get married and stuff too. So, Guys, that was um, that. a surprise. Thanks for listening to that was episode, a surprise guys. announcement to me as well. <laughs> Wait, I should have done like this. <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute!" I know nothing about this. Hilarious. Oh no, this one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too. Or you could have just been like, "No," right there on the show. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> oh yeah Absolutely. oh i did a little high pitch oh it was uh that right there it was what i can't even do it i had to start deeper absolutely not whatever <laughs> guys i did not well i did say absolutely not but that was a reference to one of our old and one of our first little discussions the same topic what I know, but that wasn't like you said, like it was something else. That wasn't my response, like right now. I'm just saying that was from the beginning. Oh, okay. Since like yeah. not everybody knows, that's just a, like a between me, you and me. I guess, but now I said it, and you said it the other day too. So what? Still... What did I say? Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> I did. Yeah. yeah, you like to like to keep me a nice little state of the union and let me know. Nope, my, my guy. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this has been great. So sorry we skipped out on you last week. Um, Nate is just a little busy bee buzzing all around the country and shit. So um, we we got him to uh, call in while he is away, which is awesome. This worked out great, but um, hmm. Next week is my birthday, and we usually record on Sundays, so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe we'll reschedule or something. Um, We're not recording on your birthday. No, that's what I'm saying. We didn't record on mine. So maybe we'll do it on Monday if you're not too busy that day. We got, we got plans. We got to go to dinner. On Monday? And then... That's on Saturday. No. Yeah, Saturday the 1st is the dinner. And then there's going to be um, a King Deluxe a King Deluxe Suite on the water. Wow, ain't you fancy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm trying to fuck. <laughs> She's going down. Hilarious. <laughs> That's a celebratory horn. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Don't you think? <laughs> Look at you. I guess you're the one over there all horny. Gosh, okay. <laughs> all right so you guys know what to do um you can check out our show notes for where to follow us nate's accounts my account afternoon squeeze what are they well i'm at britney free on ig and i think i added my twitter there so like if you guys want to just talk some shit on twitter 
uh, talk about some shows that I'd be watching. That's what I'd be tweeting about usually. Oh, okay. Well, then mine is at Mr. Nate Jackson. And um, yeah, and you can also follow the Comedy Club, Super Funny Comedy Club on Instagram and see if it happens. This weekend we have Phase on Love, a.k.a. Big Worm from Friday, um, from Couples Retreat, from tons of good, tons of just, he's, he's a really established actor. He's from Bay Bay's Kids. He's from, I could just keep going. He was on Bay Bay's so Kids? Credits. Yes, because they were doing the production and Robin Harris passed away. So the voice of Robin Harris on Bay Bay's Kids is actually Faison because Faison had a, a Robin Harris impression. What? I didn't know that. Huh. Dun, 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 dun. What was that? The more you know. Oh, okay. And I was supposed to see him when he came out here a long time ago when he was at the parlor. And he got, he got arrested when he was somewhere else and didn't make it to Seattle. Oh, really? Yeah. So it'd be kind of cool to see him. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ew. Woo. Freestyle. We're going to have a good time. We. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I do not freestyle. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. All right, guys. Anything else before we um, toodaloo? Um, happy birthday to Brittany. Yay! Because it'll be your birthday will have passed by the time we're doing another one of these. So, happy birthday to Brittany. Hey. I said, happy birthday to you, baby. Hey. I said, happy birthday to you, baby girl. Come on, Ben. Come back. Happy birthday to you, baby. Oh, that's how you come back in right there. I need some drums. Come on, give me some horns. There you go. Hey, happy birthday to you, baby. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to everybody who got a birthday coming up this week, especially to my baby. Okay, toodles, y'all. 